future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hi, welcome, welcome to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour brought to you by, of course, 360karma.com. We hope that you're following us on Facebook and Instagram and, of course, Twitter. And uh, if you don't want to miss any episodes, well, then subscribe to us on YouTube or iTunes. You won't want to miss any episodes because every week, as you know, we have amazing women. And that's what we have today is a wonderful woman who is a TV and movie actress. She has worked with some of the biggest directors in Hollywood. In fact, she was married to one. We're going to talk about that. And now she's the executive director of WeSpark. We're going to talk about the incredible work that they're doing. Please give a warm welcome to Nancy Allen. Hi. Hi. Thank you. What a lovely introduction. Thank oh, you. <laughs> it's a long one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good thing I had my Wheaties. <laughs> so uh, being an actress uh, in movie and television and now this exciting new path that you're doing, we're going to talk all about that. You're the first actress I've had on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're in Hollywood. Isn't That's good. <laughs> <right here? laughs> Even my Uber drivers, that I, when I come in here, they're all either actors or writers or producers, That's right? It. But that's what I love about Hollywood, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, everybody's here with hopes and dreams, yeah. and, you know, and some of them come true. And, and you know what? Your story's amazing because we're going to talk about where, where you came from and how you ended up in L.A., but uh, the amazing part is you kind of made it here in like three months, which most people, it takes them 10 years, so you, you must have a little... Uh, uh, angel over your head. Yeah. Um, so you started out in New York, where I, I actually moved here from New York, and mm-hmm. uh, you're probably a big fan of Manhattan, like I am. Yeah. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, I love I love New York. It's certainly where I'm from. I was born in the Bronx, mm-hmm. and uh, when you're born in one of the boroughs, your whole life is designed to get to Manhattan. How do you get to Manhattan? Right. Quickly. Right. And, uh, you know, I... Uh, Weren't you mo- born at a hospital in Manhattan? A doctor's hospital, which yeah. doesn't exist anymore right. on the Upper East Side. My mother said to me, you know, Marilyn Monroe was there when you were born. Fact, fiction, fantasy, I don't know. Oh, my But gosh. I love the story. I, I wonder if it's true. That's such a cool story. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and uh, she said, my mother said to me, now, just whatever you do, stay out of Greenwich Village. So I thought, hmm, Greenwich Village. Let me get there immediately. (laughs) (laughs) So I went right to Greenwich Village, and I went, here's my tribe. These are my people. And I really felt at home right away, like right away. Yeah, I love Greenwich Village. Oh, I love it too. It's just, it feels, it felt like home to me. Yeah, it's so artsy and you it know, is, it's and, cool and it's vibe. real neighborhoody and yeah. small stores and very few big buildings except the pre-war fabulous old mm-hmm. apartment buildings that are down there. And what was it like growing up in uh, the Bronx, mm-hmm. was it? Yeah. Um, well, you told me you grew up in the, you know, middle-class uh, yeah. family. Your dad was a lieutenant. He was. He was yeah. a New York City cop, and... Uh, I went to the Academy of Mount St. Ursula, a very good all-girls school, mm-hmm. uh, right near where we lived. And uh, I had two older brothers uh, that uh, were eight and six years older than me. So it's almost like a different family, yeah. my oldest brother. And then when I was about 10, we moved to Yonkers. It was like, ah, oh, we're moving to Westchester. This is big. Yeah, you know? yeah big time. Huh? But, uh, you know, Manhattan, the Manhattan Adventure started. I was studying dancing in um Carnegie Hall, and then 
I auditioned for performing arts, which is the Thames School. Right. So wow. I went there as a oh, dance wow. major, and uh, yeah, I was 14. The and same school as the one featured in the movie Fame. Exactly. Oh my God! And exactly. you said Patty Duke went there. Well, no, this or, was oh, after. Oh, that this was, was after. a professional school. Oh. Uh, no, uh, um, of course I'm not going to be able to think of anyone's names. Really famous people went, and um, I just can't think right now. But I uh, found out it was kind of great in a way. I found yeah. out, oh, you're not going to be a dancer. You love to dance, but you don't have the passion, the drive, the it's like dancers live to dance. It's intense. That yeah. wasn't me. You know, right. I liked it. I right. loved it. But so uh, I thought, wow, now what do I do? Right. There goes that musical theater right. <laughs> career out the window. And then you said you kind of just fell into the acting. I did. You were yeah. at a school where someone's mm -hmm. mom was an agent and started it, booking you for commercials. Yep, right? exactly. I, after what was I left your first PA. commercial? Do you remember? Certainly do. It was uh, Wink, which was a grapefruit oh, yeah. soft drink, and what I happened was, to that drink? I don't know. Uh, I don't. Maybe we're definitely dating it ourselves, wasn't really right? Very good. I remember this drink. Yeah. You had a drink and everything, yeah. but I was hired as a go-go dancer. Yeah. You remember go-go dancers? Yeah. And there was a the featured uh, actress was was miming, you know, playing the piano and singing yeah. to playback and all yeah. of that. It was a little band, and the director was a very mean, and he didn't like the actress that was hired. I mean, we're 16, 15 years old, yeah. and he says, you, sit down at the piano. So I started to, to do it. This is my thrust into greatness. And he says, you take a drink, and then you put it down, and then you start playing and singing. So I, just, I do that, and I started, oh, I said, oh, wait a minute, it dribbled. He said, you, you stupid girl, don't ever. Don't ever stop the oh take. Where did you learn how to act? I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> so that was my, my introduction to acting. Wow. <laughs> was it like super misogynistic back then? Like, I mean, it, that sounds like it was. Yeah. Well, it was. And it yeah. was, you know, the, the show Mad Men. I don't know mm -hmm. if you watched it, but mm -hmm. when I started, it was the mid 60s. So yeah. that was the environment. Right. It was all. It was all men. All uh, male executives. Never saw all white male executives. Totally. Right? Yeah. And you never saw, women were never around Occasional, the occasional hairdresser, not even the mm. makeup artist. Even that was sort of locked down, uh, mostly men really? that were doing that. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, it was really, really like that. And uh, so it's taken a long time, but it's certainly changed quite a bit since then. So, and how did you end up in L.A.? What was... What was that path? Well, I uh, when I was 22, I I had a small part in The Last Detail, and I thought, oh, this is kind of a cool thing, making movies that had a very different environment than mm -hmm. commercials. And I thought, this is interesting. And then, But I didn't do anything about it. And then about three years later, I just woke up one day, and I thought, I can't do one more commercial. There's nothing left for me to sell. Right. I've done it all. But this, it's now or never. It was exciting, and then it got old. It yeah. got old. Well, yeah. yeah, it paid the bills. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was always that, and it was fun, and I love the collaborative uh, environment. It was just fun for me. I love playing make-believe. So uh, I thought, you're doing it now, or you're never going to do it. And I literally packed up and came to California. Yeah. The, yeah. the old... Same story. Yeah. You had a dream, and you came here. And yes, and I had the list. I had a list of five agents that mm -hmm. supposedly my uh, manager in New York had submitted my picture to and I always love telling this story because it's stunning to me. This was in 1975 and one of the five agents was a woman and I called her and she said oh I have your picture how old are you and I told her I was 25 and she said yeah she said yeah no I'm not interested you really you know if you were a guy I would 
look at you, but you're not really, women are not really worth the investment of my time. And oh I thought, my gosh. Wow. Fortunately. Where, where's that woman today? Is she still an agent? I don't or? know. I don't uh, know if I'd she is, but she know. was, she We're was after very, her. <laughs> she was very successful, very successful agent. Yeah. So that, I mean, those kind of things spurred wow. me on rather than deterred me. It was like, yeah. oh yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, you know, I'll that show you. It lit the fire, huh? It did. Yeah. yeah, it did. So three months out here, you're, Tell me this story. You're coming out of a steam room, and I had not one audition. The <laughs> it agent... already sounds like a good story, right? <laughs> <laughs> the agent did nothing. I had no auditions, nothing. Yeah. I kept saying, "Isn't there? Don't you need a picture?" And he said, "No, no, no. I'm out in the field. I'm talking about you." And I went, yeah. "Oh, okay. That sounds good." <laughs> and I literally, it was around the holiday, coming up to Thanksgiving. I thought, "I'm done. I need to earn a living. I need to go back to New York. I know I can work there." And I was a member of the Beverly Hills Health Club for Women, which doesn't exist anymore. And like the I wink. was, yeah, like that's right. A lot of things are left behind. <laughs> Style phones. Um, and uh, I heard Nancy. Is that Nancy Allen? I turned around and I said, Yo! It was Harriet Helberg, who was a casting director that I knew from New York. She cast for Horn Griner in New York. It was a big commercial company, and she said to me, You know, I'm casting a movie. It's teenagers it's perfect for you. you you won't get hired but it's the last day of casting and at least you'll get to read for director and I said great <laughs> and uh, so just drive over to the studio Culver City Studios which I love I love such a you know with the Selznick studios in the front is such an iconic yeah, uh, image it is. and I picked up the script and it was based on a book and I got the book from the library I stayed up literally all night and read and wrote a biography of the character and I was the last person of the last day to read and that was Carrie and oh that gosh. changed my life so needless to say I didn't move back to New York at that point yeah. <laughs> it's needless to say and you met director Brian De Palma at that audition. I did. And ended up marrying the guy. And years later. Not, not no, right that away, night. But but <laughs> no, but you know, it's funny. Uh, he was only, I think he was 36 years old. And the directors that I worked with, the commercial directors had been around a long time in New York. They were kind of older. Yeah. Or older. They were so probably in their 40s, maybe 50 at that time. So I just made the assumption that, oh, that after commercials and you became a film director you must be really old so when he came down the stairs to read me I thought you were like oh wow director? Okay, young guy with a beard kind of cute uh -huh. that's wild and so you were married how long well we were only married a little over almost three and a half four years when we separated but we were together all in all about seven years okay so, and yeah. still friends or well or don't I'm, go friendly. There. <laughs> I'm friendly <laughs> and 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 so moving right along you also worked with other people like Steven Spielberg mm -hmm. but Robert uh, Zemeckis I did make uh -huh. his first movie Steven Soderbergh uh, all yeah. the greats really, really you've great had directors. an amazing career very very fortunate yeah, yeah really uh, and uh, the one of the other big movies uh, dress to kill Yes. Which you guys are going to show at one of your upcoming events. We are. For the new life that you're living, yes. which is executive director for WeSpark. Yes, WeSpark Cancer Support Center, and we're calling that screening Dressed to Kill Cancer. Oh, I love that. I know. That's very know. clever. Yeah. Um, and just to close up your movie career, so what was it like working on that film? Well, it was really... Was that a highlight of your career? It was, certainly was, because yeah. unbeknownst to me, Brian actually wrote that 
part for me. Uh, he was just reading it to me as he was writing, and I thought, this is so good. I can see it. You could just see it. And then when he told me he wrote it for me, I was just so wow. excited. But then the responsibility, it scared me. Yeah. It was my first real starring role. And then on top of that, I was going to work with Michael Caine, and I just, I couldn't imagine. And yeah. yet, that man is the most gracious, wonderful, best sense of humor. He's just so funny and wonderful. It was, uh, and Dennis Franz, of course, we worked together on that, and then we did Blowout together, and of course everybody knows him from Hill Street Blues, and I don't know. What I think everybody, when they meet somebody that they, they think is famous, they uh, get a little starstruck and yeah. until you start working together and realizing, oh, okay, everybody's just yeah. people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But it, it was probably fun at first to work with you oh. know. Oh my God! Yeah, so yeah. much fun. Yeah, and you learn. You learn. Um, you learn from everybody that you work with. I remember working. I worked with Richard Dreyfuss on the Buddy System. That was a fun film. Susan Sarandon, Gene Stapleton, Will right. Wheaton as a little boy. But you know, um, Richard is so brilliant with words. And what I learned from him mm -hmm. was to really use and work the words. Yeah. And uh, he's, I've always loved him as an actor. Uh, he's always been amazing. He's fantastic. kind of on the dark list right now, I unfortunately. Know, I know. But, you know, hey, that's what's going on in Hollywood I right know, now. I know. I know. But, it's, you know, and let's put, you know, this in a positive light. Like, uh, whether it's here in Hollywood or anywhere else in the country, uh, the fact that all of this is coming to light is a good thing. Uh, yeah. Look how you were treated as a young and up-and-coming actress. Well, let's hope that young and up-and-coming actresses now don't go through that. Well, or at least yeah. learn how to take care of themselves. And I, you know, yeah. I, from the time I was 15, you know, and up and up and up from there, even as, as someone who had some success, had experiences. I mean, every experience you've read about, I've had it. Right. And found a way to, you know, to either remove myself or stuff the feelings. I mean, what happened to me at 15, I didn't speak about until I was in my 30s. Wow. I, was, I felt such shame, and I did nothing. Right. You know, so I, what thing. I hope is that women know, young women know, that you don't have to say yes to anyone and beyond that you have to also take responsibility yes if i'm going to put on a sexy see-through well not anymore right. but you know in those days yeah and i was going to do that today by the way <laughs> well, we could have coordinated but be be aware yeah you are promoting your sexuality yeah. so if somebody says something you can't call foul right. you know you're participating so be who it is and act in a way that you want to be treated not to say that you shouldn't sexy pretty all of that but right. if you're going to do a go all the way out there then you know you got to be ready yeah so there's a responsibility on yes, both sides absolutely yeah. and so um moving into we spark because this is an incredible story of how you got involved your mm -hmm. one of your best friends started we spark because she had mm -hmm. cancer correct yes. yes so tell me a little bit about that so i met wendy Joe Berber mm -hmm. when we did the movie i want to hold your hand that was directed by Robert Zemeckis, who was his right. first feature. And so Wendy was a, a co-actress? A, a co yes, she was a comedic actress, one of the best, and she was a little bit younger than me. But you know how you meet someone and you're just yeah, kindred spirits yeah. from the minute we met. And uh, so we struck up a friendship and stayed connected, And although I moved back to New York. And while I was back in New York, she actually was uh, diagnosed with cancer and oh went gosh. through well, that and and a and few years later, we've all had later, friends and family oh, diagnosed with cancer. And oh, my father tough. died of cancer, yeah, and then more too. friends that I could 
count on yeah. two hands, unfortunately. My mom died of cancer and oh. my dad died of cancer. I'm so and sorry. Uh, my mom was uh, uh, colon cancer, so mm -hmm. I do everything colonoscopy. I right. hope everybody listening does that. Oh, it yeah. is preventative. That's right. You know. um, my dad had prostate cancer, so I'm not too worried about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I really applaud the work you all are doing because you saw that there was something being underserved, right? And yes. that was not just the cancer survivors, but the people helping them, the family and, their and friends their and community, caretakers, Their right? entire community yeah. was affected. I mean, you know, I know. Right. Anyone who has a friend or family member with cancer, it affects, nobody knows what to do. Right. Everyone's in, filled with anxiety and fear. Mm -hmm. So Wendy said, let's help everybody. Yeah. And um, everyone said to her, oh, no, no, you can't do that. And she said, no, 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 I am going to do it, and it's all going to be free. And they went, oh, no, you really can't do that. Right. And that's what we did. And she invited me first as a celebrity golfer mm -hmm. to help her raise money. And that was easy. You know, mm -hmm. a little golf. Oh, you golf? Do you that still was golf? Fun. No, because uh, I have my back. I have a rotten back and uh, back okay. surgery and all. But uh, then when she found the place to open it, she said, you know, you're into all that woo-woo stuff. Why don't you come and help me? And I thought, well, you know, I'm not working right now. I guess I could maybe a couple hours a week. Right. And, and, boy, <laughs> and here you are the executive director now. I fell in love with the work. Yeah. Because it was an opportunity it was a calling. to, you know, it really is. And it's yeah. given me a new passion and purpose. And, of course, uh, you know, friends say, well, didn't you, wasn't it depressing? And then it really isn't. It's actually, yeah. it's a very inspirational yeah, environment. I know you're helping people. And you, you, yeah. you guys are serving something that was underserved so yes and yeah. people come in you see them come in and they're terrified and feeling you know hopeless in a mm -hmm. sense and then after they meet other people they get connected they start to use some of the rem remarkable and amazing services that we offer that help people emotionally physically mentally right? all the side effects from a cancer diagnosis mm -hmm. and uh, so it's uh, it's really a it's really a privilege mm -hmm. and to work with the amazing facilitators and instructors yeah. and therapists and practitioners all the people who do yeah, service there for this much money so that we can afford to do offer, offer it, it for, for free. free yeah that's wonderful so, now when she started this how long did she live after she started this organization? Well, we uh, opened in March of 2001, so mm -hmm. it's going to be 17 years wow. ago. And shortly after, six months after we opened, she was re-diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, breast cancer. They, at that time, gave her 15 months to live, and she passed away on uh, November 29th of 2005, so she still had work to do. Yeah. She was not done. Yeah, when people and, have a purpose like that, I think it keeps oh, yeah. them going and uh, definitely, yeah, definitely boosts that immune system. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. I used to tease her because I say, Wendy, these are such great services. You should come in and you should use them. <laughs> She's, oh, I know, I really should, but I'm so busy. She was so busy fundraising. Right, right. You know, and that's uh, beautiful. What a beautiful legacy. Yeah. Because now she's gone on to help so many even in her passing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the organization, I don't think I know the organization has grown way, way beyond our expectations when we first opened. And and uh, this may not mean anything to anyone, but since the first of the year, we've had 80 new intakes, which is incredible. And um, that means that over the course of next year, we'll serve anywhere from, you know, a thousand to two thousand people. Wow, that's so great. It's, it's and I learned about your organization uh, through um, uh, Scott, um, who is your board president, right? He is. 
Um, and uh, him and, and, and Catherine uh, introduced us. I'm so glad they did. I went to your comedy event mm-hmm. um, that was amazing at the Square, Square Ball. You do that every October? Well, this year it's going to be, yes, it will be October, yeah. I want to say, 9th this year. And uh, we also have, coming up in March, for any of poker players out there, the Jason Alexander Texas Hold'em Poker Tournament, which is yeah. a lot of fun. And we do a jazz uh, event in the summer, and we're going to do Dress to Kill Cancer. So we'll have I a screening. We'll be very busy. Oh, and a run walk. We're very, very busy fundraising. Well, uh, that's so one of the best everyone. fundraisers I've been to. And um, Thank you. Like I said, Scott Williams and Catherine Curry Williams, who uh, I know are big advocates of this organization, and I'm introduced to it because of them. So mm-hmm. thank you, Scott, and thank you, Catherine. And they have a wonderful um, Shane's inspiration. And they have Shane's inspiration, which we've actually talked about on my show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you guys had like world-class, uh, comedic talent, uh, at your event. Really one of the most fun events uh, I've been to. So I highly (laughs) recommend it. we love to laugh. Laughing is really important. That's one of, that's the best medicine, right? It is. And they can find out about your events at wespark.org, right? Wespark.org, or you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all Mm -hmm. of that, but the website will give you all the information. And I know you have a lot of celebrities involved, I guess because of your reach out to the Mm -hmm. communities with your background. And that's wonderful because I know we have some pictures here that you gave us of um i'm trying to think of who's in the pictures um well tom hanks is a supporter yeah, tom hanks and, and stevens is a, spielberg is a supporter right i don't know who all is in our pictures billy gardell and yeah. jimmy woods and uh and that's wonderful season. to Jason have that alexander is just a dear, oh yeah love him sweet person yeah yeah I, I love that they're getting behind this cause and that they're using their you know gravitas to help promote something like this well it's what you said everyone's life has been touched by cancer and i'll tell yes, you everyone. A, a quick story about jason alexander so he's been hosting this poker tournament for the last 15 years and that's coming up this month yeah it's yeah. coming up march 25th mm-hmm. and um every year and usually at all the events i say would anyone who has had a family member or friend affected their lives by cancer raise your hand and i always raise my hand and the whole room raises their hand everyone unfortunately and unfortunately but last year jason spoke and he said you know every year i watch nancy do the nights if they're not me and he said and this year i can tell you Aww. me too because he had a family member that was affected by cancer wow. and he said you know it's like it really he said you really see when you go through that how valuable these services are absolutely to people. So, Absolutely. People do need the support when they find that out and the community. You know, community is just so important in general to our happiness. Uh, They say it adds years to our life to have community. So Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing that you all have built. And uh, the other event you have is at a cabaret, is it? Well, Um, we have the jazz jazz event. It's, you know, some... uh, a cool jazz on a hot summer night so that's the end of the summer but you know what I was going to say too just to talk about community and talk about the services I part of my personal belief is many of the things that we do you know yoga tai chi all of the movement things but meditation and hypnotherapy and so many of the healing modalities I'm a big believer in healing before any kind of dis-ease yes and i really yeah i really think that that's something because if it's not cancer it's anxiety or it's you know so many different things Mm -hmm. that people suffer from and these are 
uh, modalities that are very very effective mm -hmm. for treating a lot of a lot of those um, issues. issues. Yeah. And so all of these services are free. Everything's free. People can reach out to we spot WeSpark.org. Yes. And uh, if they have a friend or family member or colleague mm -hmm. that has cancer, they can A, tell them about WeSpark, yes. and B, they can get involved with WeSpark. Absolutely. Uh, I know you're always looking for volunteers and, of course, funding Yes. Uh, to help make it. How much funding do you all raise on an annual basis? Over a million dollars. Our operating great. budget is about 1.2 million, so we have to raise all that money. Wow. And what we was have, it in year one? Oh my God. I don't know. We had Probably. one program a week, and uh, pretty much everybody was a volunteer. You and know? you told me you used to have one program a week when you started, and now one you program have a like, day. One program well, a day. I mean, one, oh, oh, one a day. Yeah. And now you have like 50 a day. 40, or 50 a week. A week. A week. Oh my yeah. gosh. No, you know what? It would be great. We need more space. <laughs> We're li literally running out of space, which is yeah. the good news and bad news because uh -huh. that's how many people are coming. Wow. And that's how many people good news, are using bad news. Sir. It is. Yeah. It really is. And it's in Sherman Oaks? It is. Yeah. Yes. Okay, great. We'll keep doing this wonderful work. And you too keep yeah, doing the good thing, spreading you. the good word. Well, I love telling the stories of women who are doing amazing work in the world. And so, uh, so nice to have you on and learn about WeSpark. And, uh, I mean, it's nice that you're taking everything that you've been blessed with and paying it forward. Thank you. Thank so you. It's a privilege. Keep it. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much. We will see you next week. Tune in then and uh, just make it a great week. Give back and hugs and happiness. Woo!